There have always been outcasts, people who just don't quite fit in. Those who rebel against society. These are whom the Bruja pull from. The disillusioned, the passionate, the activists. Today, we're going to talk about it. Hello everyone, welcome to the table, my name's Nathaniel. This is a channel where we discuss your favorite role-playing games in World of Darkness and the Paizoverse. If that's something you're interested in, I would love to have you join me at the table. In the sheer volume of history that there is between this clan and some of the other werewolf clans that I'm trying to tie in together, I'm going to only be focusing on the modern day setting of the Bruja. I will do a different video around the early history, the Dark Ages, and the Victorian era Bruja. And some of you may pronounce it Bruja, but I'm going to pronounce it Bruja. In the final night setting, this was the 20th anniversary edition setting, the Bruja are basically rebels. The original foundations of what made their clan come together have basically been forgotten, because it's just been so long. There were a couple of traditionalists, one being Theo Bell. Theo was a very competent Archon of the Camarilla, and he served under Don Cero, and later Yaroslav Pesek. He was an extremely formidable force in combat, and both sides, the Camarilla and the Sabbat, respected this. And he was, of course, a staunch supporter of the Camarilla. There's a little bit of irony in this, which he also realized, because he had a real problem when it came to people in authority sitting in their ivory towers, giving directions, and never having experienced what it's like on the front lines. The Bruja in the 20th century had two major projects that distinguished them from other clans. Neither of them worked, by the way. These projects were the Anarch Free State and the Bruja Council. For the Free State project, California had been turned into almost a kindred society. It was led by a Bruja Jeremy McNeil. It had remained this way for almost five decades. But with the Camarilla wanting to insert its influence over this particular area, uh, eventually it collapsed. Not to mention that there was some betrayals by other members of the Bruja clan who did not align with what this project was trying to accomplish. There was also an invasion of the Eastern vampires, Kuei Jin. All of this proved too much for the Kindred Society and it eventually collapsed. The other, more frightening experiment and very dangerous experiment was the Bruja Council. These were basically commie vampires. <laughs> this particular group of Bruja, they sided themselves with the revolution in Soviet Russia. Their goal, and basically what they did achieve, was managing all of the USSR's vampiric vampire business, if you will. They managed all of it. Now this turned out very poorly for the Bruja Council. Essentially what ended up happening is Baba Yaga rose from torpor and basically eliminated any competition that was in the area. This was a precursor to some of the other events that led up to Gehenna, but the entire council basically disappeared overnight. In 5th edition Vampire though, the Bruja have basically left the Camarilla entirely. They are now siding with the Anarch movement. Two major prominent Bruja figures, Hardstat and Jan Peterzoom, they were killed by Bruja rebels who were actually led by Theo Bell. This happened during the Conclave in Prague in 2012. Now, as I mentioned in my intro video, the Bruja clan has next to no organization outside of their own, their own clan. Some of this clan enjoy building structures, some enjoy tearing down those structures, which really talks to their rebellious nature. 
and somewhat destructive nature, but within the clan itself, there are two major factions, if you will. Perhaps trains of thought would be better used to explain this. And there's some serious ideological differences between the two, the iconoclast and the idealist factions. When it comes to iconoclasts, if you're thinking about what a rebel looks like, you know, your punk hair, your leather jackets, that's what these guys represent. And where it starts to really go the opposite direction is when you're dealing with the idealists. They like to have the sit-downs, they're intellectuals, they like to have those open forum discussions, things that used to happen in Rome, which goes back to some of the early days of their clan and how it used to function. And many of these clans' elders and the older vampires still think this way because they really haven't changed since their embrace. And while there are two different trains of thoughts, there are also two clan variants. There are several other bloodlines as well when it comes to the clan, but these are the main two. The anti-tribu are the worst case scenario of an anarchist society. Think like Mad Max, if things were just awful, chaos and anarchy reigned, that's what these guys look like. They are violent in combat and when they do debates, which usually turn into violence. <laughs> and they were one of the first clans to join the Anarch Revolt. In recent nights, the membership to this particular clan has spiked, and that's because they've just recklessly been indoctrinating or embracing new vampires into their, into their fold. Now, some Bruja went off in a different direction, and they more followed the Islamic faith. This particular group was known as the, I'm gonna get this wrong, but I'm gonna try, Beit Mushaki. And they come from the Carthage Kindred line. And then they happened to be spread out through most of Northern Africa. They were there because in the Dark Ages, they were trying to reclaim land that was taken from the Romans. Now, I've touched on this a little bit, and I'll want to do a separate video on it later, but the Bruja clan was founded on the Olympian ideal. The combination of body, mind, working in harmony together. And the Bruja of this particular day and age, they trained their bodies and minds to do so, to, to be in harmony. This perfect harmony and combination of body and mind working together was referred to as entelechy. I could be pronouncing that one wrong as well. But this idea has persisted with the clan through history, although its meaning has been lost a little bit over time. And I might argue that this is what's also caused some of the division within the clan itself, forming the different intellectual ideas. But as divided as this clan is, they can still set aside their differences and come together and work as a team, or at least a cohesive unit, for a little while. Two of the ways that the clan does this is they have rants and raves. And usually when it comes to these, you start with one and end with the other. So you end up having both every time. Rants are just a forum. They are ways for members of this clan to voice their opinion. It is a gathering in a forum style and Anybody can say anything. When it comes to the Bruja, usually the loudest and the angriest is heard first. And raves are, as the name suggests, a rave. It's like a big giant glow dance party. Because after arguing all day, you need to let off a little steam when it comes to dancing. And if you go the other way from a dance party to a rant, you've built up all the adrenaline and you're, you're ready to go. So you want to go yell at somebody. When it comes to combination of vampire and werewolf, I see two major clans that the Bruja would have serious problems with. 
especially when it comes to one of the bloodlines or the clans that associated themselves with Islam. This particular group would have had some serious struggles with the Khan. Now the Were Tigers, they viewed it as their job to root out the evil that was vampires. Now when it comes to the Khan, like some Bruja can be, they are straightforward, don't really think about the big picture too much. Simple solution, act on that. And like many of the Bruja, they are very passionate about the things that they do pursue, whatever that may be. Any of the Bruja that would have fought the Khan would have found that the Tigers were ferocious and relentless. And it would stand to reason for me that the vampires would not have appreciated this and set the tigers on a path for extinction, which they are currently nearly at. And a werewolf tribe that would have had some very rocky dealings with the Bruja would have been the Glasswalkers. The Glasswalkers are city-based wolves. The Glasswalkers were also a little rebellious in their own werewolf nation. They are kind of outcasts and go against the grain. They were willing to try things that not a single other werewolf tribe was wanting to do or wanted to try, like live in the cities, for example. And much like the vampires of old had a hand in how civilization was formed going way, way back, the Glasswalkers were also known through several names in history as time progressed. In the earliest versions of the tribe, they were known as the Warders of Apes or the Warders of Men sometimes. In the Dark Ages, this changed to City Warders, or just Warders for short. In the Renaissance, they were known as Tetrasomians, that's what they changed their name to. They had become more alchemists at this point. They were still based out of the cities, but they were really trying to get involved and understand technology. And in the Victorian period, they became known as the Iron Riders. This was for the trains that they liked to hop aboard. Until finally, they became known as the Glass Walkers, and that's because they spend time in the cities, the, the glass skyscrapers, the huge buildings. They are embracing the technology. They are actively looking for spirits in the Deep Umbra and in Carne so that they can try to use this in their fight against the worm, which they view vampires as being because they're undead. They view them as being worm tainted. That doesn't mean if there isn't a threat that's big enough that the Glasswalkers would be above talking and dealing with any of the vampire clans or the Bruja specifically, because I feel that there would be some overlap if they were actually able to just sit down and talk with each other. But what do you think about the clans and the tribes that they could work with or maybe against if you were going to put them in your stories? Tell me in the comments below. My name's Nathaniel. This has been The Maple Table. Thanks for stopping by, everyone.